Greetings, I'm Will Tompkins, and this is the Narrow Way Podcast. This series of episodes is our study of John Bunyan's timeless book, The Pilgrim's Progress, Part 2, Christiana's Story. Links to our source text will be found in the description field of each episode in this series. In this part two episode, we'll be discussing the Hill of Difficulty. But first, a moment of prayer. All glory and honor to you, Father God. Grateful are we for your presence here with us. And as we come together now to study your way, let us cast aside those worldly thoughts that consume our time and that turn our eyes away from you and thus prevent us from hearing the whispers of the indwelling spirit. And as we cast those thoughts aside, Father, may they be replaced with your peace, your promises, your truth. And as we stand on these, may our spines be strengthened as we approach our own hills of difficulty. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is this hill of difficulty exactly? Well, it represents a place of trial a place of tribulation, a place where faith and perseverance are the only means of succeeding. It is a place where you must steel yourself for what lies ahead, and ultimately it is where your faith will be revealed. Now up to this point in their journey, Christiana and her band of pilgrims have had a pretty easy trek of it, really. I was kind of thinking of that first verse from summertime. It's summertime, and the living is easy, and the fish are jumping, and the cotton is high. But now, now that she's about to make a public profession of her faith by joining a church, the journey will become, as a matter of course, more difficult. And it is here, at the base of the hill of difficulty, that it begins. The church referred to here is at the top of the hill of difficulty. It is the house beautiful, which is not far from the arbor. Now, the arbor represents prayerful self-examination and the seeking of divine truth. It is a place where worldly cares are put aside as we seek to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12 Now, as Christiana and her band of pilgrims come to the foot of the hill, what's the first thing that's different? different than what her husband, Christian, encountered. The water. The water in the spring is no longer clear and pure. Now it is dirty from the feet of those who do not want pilgrims to quench their thirst with the water of life. Ezekiel 34.18 asks, Is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture? that you must now tread down with your feet the residue of your pasture, and to have drunk of the clear waters that you must foul the residue with your feet. Mercy wonders why they would be so envious of pilgrims. Well, it's because they have an inner peace that comes only from Christ. 
Greatheart tells her to put the water into a vessel that is sweet and good. And then the dirt will sink to the bottom. And this they did. Are we not the vessels, loved ones? Is our vessel sweet and good? Are we filtering out the dirt of this world? Or are we walking or wallowing in it? Next, Greatheart shows them the two byways, the two false ways located at the foot of the hill where formality and hypocrisy were forever lost. He tells them that these are the dangerous paths, as are all ways that lead a pilgrim off the narrow way. And so what are the false ways? Well, talking the walk, doing the formalities with an empty heart, living a life of hypocrisy, where what you say does not match what you do, or where your actions do not align with your personal proclamations. These false ways also represent teachers and preachers with false messages, messages that are not the gospel. These are gospel cheats. Know this, loved ones. At the end of these byways is everlasting destruction. Nevertheless, travel along these byways is easy, and even though there are numerous warnings, there will continue to be those who choose them instead of making the effort to climb the hill. Mason asks, and we must ask the same of ourselves, loved ones, which do you like better, self-soothing or soul-searching doctrine? Quoting Proverbs 13.15, Christiana comments that the way of the transgressors is hard. Indeed, they learn that even if one of the king's servants, and that's any of us, warns them, they will answer, we will not listen to the message you have spoken in the name of the Lord, but we will certainly do whatever has gone out of our own mouth. Jeremiah 44, 16, 17. But does that mean we shouldn't try? Absolutely not. Remember what James said in 5, 19, 20 about bringing back the erring one. Brethren, he writes, If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Christiana says these unfaithful transgressors are idle, not wanting to make an effort to take the necessary pains to surmount the hill. And she quotes Proverbs 15:19, The way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. In the New King James Version, this reads, The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway, a highway, loved ones. Now our pilgrims begin their own climb up the hill of difficulty. But before they get to the top, they lose their steam, don't they? We discover here that it's always easier to criticize those on the climb when you are resting comfortably at the bottom, drinking cool water. Beware of arrogance. Seek humility. Now part way up the hill, Mercy says, I must sit down. And the children begin to cry. But Greatheart cautions them, come, come, don't sit down here for just a bit longer and we'll be at the prince's arbor. Then he takes them by the hand 
and leads them up the hill to the arbor. Then mercy praises the Lord for providing such a resting place for them. Come unto me, the Lord said. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But as they rest, they remember what happened to Christian here, and so they warn themselves about sleeping at the arbor. One of the young boys, James, mentions, The day is coming when, in my opinion, going downhill will be the hardest of all, and Greatheart commends him. And why will the downhill be the hardest of all? Well, remember here that the deep valleys lie ahead. Also remember Christian as he approached the lions. Even though Timorous and friend were so fearful, that is, they were without faith, that they turned around and attempted to persuade Christian to do the same. But in his strength, he recognized it would be harder to turn around than to keep striving. Now, at the end of this segment, while sharing the food and spirits given to her by the interpreter, Christiana reminds Mercy of her promise that thou shalt be a sharer in all the good that I have, because thou so willingly didst become my companion. Well, let's conclude this lesson by making clear the meaning of the hill of difficulty. And I'll quote Mason. He who is a stranger to the hard work of self-denial and how difficult it is to the flesh knows not what this hill of difficulty means, for the nearer to the arbor of Jesus' rest, the more difficulties are in the way, but the sweeter it is when attained. And regard not in thy pilgrimage how difficult the passage is, but whither it tends not how delicate the journey is, but where it ends. And so, loved ones, every pilgrim will have their own hill of difficulty to climb during their walk along the narrow way. Indeed, they may have many. But climb we must, striving always. There are, of course, countless ways to avoid these hills, but each of these false ways will be in vain, resulting in internal conflict and ultimately destruction. Now run to secure the imperishable crown and fight, not as one who beats the air, but to win. 1 Corinthians 9.25 For as Matthew told us in 24.13, he who endures to the end shall be saved. And remember always, loved ones, salvation is a journey, not a decision. Amen. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Father God, for this time we've had together to study your truth. And grateful are we, Father, for faithful servants like John Bunyan, whose words ring true throughout the age. May we, through faith and obedience, be strengthened and prepared for our own hills of difficulty, forgetting not to drink from the water of life before each ascent. All glory and honor to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now until next time, loved ones, may the Comforter be with you always to guide you in the way that leads to the city. Bye -bye.